Welcome to the Bull Coast Podcast, True American Bully Enthusiast. I'm your host, Marcus Jose, and today's episode five, open to approved studs only. Now, often, guys, I see this a lot. Um, a lot of stud owners like to post open to approved females only, only to find out when you look at the male, the male is below average or even lacking uh, a breed type. So I thought it'd be funny and kind of, uh, I would say kind of ridiculous to, to reverse that around and show you guys what a, a, a true stud would look like, all right? It's a common practice in the bully world that if you have a male dog, he's a stud. In my experience, 50% of more American bullies should not be bred. But that's besides the point of this article. This article is to help you sift through the hundreds and thousands of owners, breeders, or kennels that have so-called studs that are open for public service. In this article, we will go over how to choose a stud that complements your female how the stud is producing, and looking at the pedigree to see what characteristics could be pulled forward from the breeding. Choosing a stud that complements your female is pivotal to a progressive breeding program. Some would say consistency is key, but consistently producing shit dogs is still shit. Before choosing a stud that complements your dog, you must develop what I call the breeder's eye. The eye is being able to see your, see a dog in a picture, video, or in person and break that dog down. What I mean by break down is how does that dog fit within the standard of the breed. From breed type, to top line, to tail set, all the way down to the feet, it is an encompassing, all-encompassing standard and a stud dog should fit well into that standard. Once you find a couple studs that fit the standard, you can now start to match up what they can possibly improve on in your female, or vice versa. For example, if my female has a female has a weak, weak rear and not so pronounced stop, I wouldn't be looking at a male that shares that weakness, no matter who the stud is, whether they're our top stud or a stud with no litters. If they aren't complimenting your female, you can just toss that idea out the window. The second important thing is how the stud is producing. Take a sample of the offspring from him. Look at the female used to com and compare and contrast. How did the genetics mix? Do the pups exhibit more of the features of the mom or dam? Did the breeding look like what, <laughs> what, um, so excuse me, did the breeding look like it went as planned or did it go awry? These are some of the questions you need to ask yourself or, and answer yourself. Do not count on asking a breeder or a stud owner because 99 out of 100 of them will tell you it turned out exactly as planned. If you don't believe in that statement, find an find a inconsistent, crappy litter and ask the breeder how he or she thinks the breeding went. I won't wait for the answer because I already know it. Anyways... Look at the sample of pups you choose, and if they are consistent, regardless of bitch or dam used, then you have a true stud. On a side note, there aren't many who can do this. I can count on one hand the number of studs you can produce like that. This also is predicated on the stud having offspring. If he doesn't, the next paragraph will explain what to do. 
The last thing you must look at is the pedigree, or at least the first three, three generations. No need to go further than that. For the most part for this, you should ask older or more experienced breeders about the past dogs within the studs pedigree. How they looked or how they fit into a standard and how well they moved. With the emergence of the cell phone videos being within the last decade or so, I can pretty much guarantee there aren't going to be many videos floating around of most of the dogs, of most of the dogs within that pedigree. This step will help you gauge how the blood will mix. Then look around. I can promise you, you can find blood like yours that was bred to blood like the studs you're looking at. Look at the outcome. If it's positive outcome, then you can have a good chance the breeding will work. If it's bad, then you know what to do. The techniques I discuss in this article are techniques I've developed over time. There aren't, they aren't the only things I do, but some of the more important ones. Just like anything with creation, it has a degree of the unknown. Our jobs as breeders are to apply our experience and knowledge to ensure the best possibility for a positive outcome. Our duty to our clients is not only producing breed type looking dogs, but also producing healthy companions that will last a generation. Our duty is to the dog and to uphold the standard in which the dog is held. If one of these paragraphs gave you a thought, an idea, or even changed your mind, that is that is the article that the article has served its purpose. Until next time, I hope you all have a wonderful day.